You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national covering down on all of the issues in our number two. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, uh, so here we are. We're in number one of today's Triple Dipper. I'm calling it Congressional Chess Play. Uh, and uh, the, the, the whole situation up in D.C. is not entirely unexpected, all right? What was, a, what was unexpected was the fact that the margin was bigger than anticipated. Uh, so two votes in a row now. Uh, McCarthy has, uh, uh, has had 19 of his caucus members vote against him. 19. We knew there were five going in. Apparently there were some that held their cards close to the chest. 19 have now said no. As we, as we speak right now, uh, Representative Steve Scalise, you may recall he's the one that was shot in the uh, softball uh, uh, practice uh, up in D.C., Representative Steve Calise just gave an impassioned speech on the floor. I can't tell you the content because I had the volume turned down here in the studio, but my uh, understanding was he was making an impassioned plea to uh, vote for Kevin McCarthy uh, as speaker. All right, listen, I've got a friend named Mike Russell. Mike has uh, been a longtime political operative and analyst based out of Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. Uh, he's been up there in the D.C. area working in politics, public policy, media, public relations, all of that since like 1998. And prior to that, during the 94 and 96 election years, uh, Mike worked hard to help evangelical Christians and other people of faith become more involved in politics. Uh, Also spent a lot of years himself as a broadcast journalist in both radio and television in Virginia. So without further ado, let me go to the phones and bring in my friend Mike Russell. Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, Phil. Good to have you here. Hey, thank you, bud. Good to be with you. Appreciate you uh, making some time for us today. So, um, listen, I, I guess... At a glance, give me your first blush on going to the third vote for Speaker of the House in one day. <laughs> well, this is, it's amazing, uh, the machinations of uh, internal party politics, and this isn't really exclusive to the Republicans. The, the Democrats have their internal party fights as well. Um, but this is unusual for, uh, for this to happen, and it's been, you know, a, a century or more since we've had uh, multiple ballots have to be cast uh, for um, m- multiple votes have to be cast for uh, House uh, Speaker, and um, McCarthy's uh, supporters are are now starting to. Uh, I think two things are happening. Um, you're going to see possibly some of his less enthusiastic support start to peel off uh, with additional votes. Um, but his ardent supporters have uh, been telling the press here in D.C. that they, you know, if it takes 12 votes, they'll do it to support him. So we're not done with this yet, not by a long ways. Um, but I just get the sense that uh, the enthusiasm and the uh, and the backing for him is perhaps starting to wane. I might be completely wrong, but that's my gut. That's that's interesting. You know, and, and by the way, uh, apparently in 1851, you were mentioning over a century, and that's that's it. 1851, it took 133 votes to get to a uh, speaker. It went way way into February, um, so not entirely yeah. unprecedented. But we don't want to see that happen. But but still, uh, no. <laughs> no, because you know Congress has a job to do, and despite yeah. the fact that 
most Americans uh, look at Congress as, as not getting a whole lot done. You want your leadership in place. There is a GOP agenda that needs to be worked on, um, you know, and, and the Republicans have the majority of the House of Representatives. It's a slim majority, but a majority nonetheless. And so, uh, you know, they, they need to get their act together and, uh, and, and uh, pick a, a speaker. Um, Scalise is a minority whip right or majority whip right now. And, um, you know, his, his name has been bandied about as a possible compromise candidate. If, oh, yeah. If McCarthy just can't get the votes, um, then they may look to Scalise, who's serving as the number two person in the House, as the majority whip. Um, that's a very important job. That's the person who basically, you know, gets all the votes tallied so leadership knows how all Republicans are voting on a specific piece of legislation. And it's a very responsible job. Scalise is... Uh, is an effective leader in that role, and you know he he might be floated as a as a compromise candidate. Who knows? Yeah, I, mean, I think anything could happen right now. I, I I do believe they're going to wind up sticking with McCarthy as the lead candidate. He has enough votes, I think, to carry that forward. Chip Roy, by the way, from the Freedom Caucus, is making a. I mean, I, all I can see is hands waving in the air, and it's it's a classic Chip Roy speech. Whatever he's saying right now on the floor <laughs> is uh, is is full of fire and brimstone, and. Um, but, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I said this earlier in my show, uh, Mike. I am, I'm not really bothered by this. I mean, do I want to see Republicans get it together? Sure. And I think they will. But I, I'm glad to see that there is some healthy debate and that we're, we're actually watching. There's not been debate in the House for how long now under Pelosi? And, and you know, bills could come up like the 4,150-page <laughs> omnibus spending bill last week before Christmas. She got it in there. It was transferred from the Senate, and they voted on it the same day. And, and I, I like seeing the machinations of debate openly and transparently in the eyes of the public right now. And, and we'll see where it goes. But I'm glad to see something actually being debated. I agree with you, Phil. I really do. I've been, and as you said, uh, in that great introduction you gave of me, I've been up here since 1998 uh, watching uh, various uh, sides of the aisle engage in, in political fights over the years. And I think this is one of the reasons that McCarthy is having problems uh, getting the votes that he needs is because there are a sizable number of House members who just don't think he's going to be tough on deficit spending. The issue of, of really, really trying to seriously cut government spending is becoming, has been an issue for many years, but every year it gets worse. And uh, the trillions that were done during COVID and uh, um, you know, the other uh, bills that have been passed, the Deficit Reduction Act and things like that, um, it, it just has House uh, very, very staunch conservatives uh, in the House saying it's time and we need leadership who are really going to faithfully uh, look at this as a top priority. And this is where I think one of the big reasons is McCarthy's not getting a lot of support. Well, he's getting support, but he's not getting the majority um, because there, there are people who are doubtful of 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 him uh, really pushing on on that kind of a uh, an agenda, because you know, look, when you start cutting spending, it affects your constituents. It, it affects people in your state. Yeah, and um, both both sides of the aisle, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, don't want to do that, and so both sides are guilty uh, of of passing legislation where there's just a lot of spending, a lot of pork, and. You know, at the end of the day, are we really getting a, a return on that investment? And that's what a lot of uh, conservatives in the House are 
scratching their heads about. We keep we keep spending trillions every year, and what are we getting for our for our investment? And, and what sort of legacy of debt are we leaving our young people? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it gets to the point that you look at it and go, okay, does it ever stop? I mean, and 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 if we right. if we don't do something now, then whoever will. Um, well, uh, you know, I look at this, and, and and I'm not even going to talk about the Senate right now because me personally, I'm I'm disillusioned with McConnell altogether. I, I but but I, I won't I won't drag you into that conversation. But but with regards to the House. Um, What's the chatter in D.C. right now? Is there dismay over the idea that we don't have a speaker on day one? Or is it is it considered something that's going to work itself out and, and it's healthy? What, what's the what's the prevailing chatter among the inside the Beltway people right now? <laughs> well, it depends on who you talk to. Bill. And, uh, <laughs> if, if you're if you're a moderate, if you're a moderate, less conservative Republican, you're appalled. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> um, you just. You know, there was actually, I read one piece here just before I jumped on the air with you all. Um, there was one uh, uh, House Republican, um, more of a liberal uh, Republican, I believe, from Pennsylvania, who said we should actually start to make outreach to see if we could pick off a few Democrats to support McCarthy. Oh, wow. Um, to try to build the numbers that way. Um, so there's this. This is a roulette wheel spinning, and that marble is going about 180 miles an hour, <laughs> and I have no idea where it's going to land. But um, so the moderates are are not happy about this at all, um, and but the conservatives are are giving themselves an attaboy because they they really do feel like it's time to dig in. It's time to start getting uh, uh, really serious about what kind of Republican agenda. Are we going to look at from a legislative and public policy priority? Are we really going to take steps to reduce deficit spending? Are we really going to take steps to secure the border? Are we really going to take steps to end this nonsense about defunding police departments? Um, are, are we going to take steps to uh, uh, strengthen education and take the gender politics and the and the politics out of classrooms? Yeah, these are things that are important. To, I, I know a lot of your listeners, and, and certainly conservatives across the country. These are these are important issues, and I think uh, a lot of people are starting to look at this as we only have so much time left on the clock here before uh, we get to a point where we can't fix it. And uh, I, I believe those are prevailing winds, and so I, I really am. Uh, I know the conservative side of the aisle here, the, the true center-right, is is happy with what's going on. They take your perspective on this, Phil. It's it's healthy, and it's needed, and it might produce a leader that everybody can get behind um, so that we can actually see some decent legislation coming out of the House. Now, the real pragmatists in Washington say, who cares? Because without GOP control of the Senate and GOP control of the White House— uh, it doesn't make any difference. Well, that is a ridiculous argument. Yeah, it Secure is. the House, get good get good leadership in place, because the Democrats have very tough Senate races in 2024. And then we have a good opportunity, whether it's uh, DeSantis from Florida or Pompeo or, or any number of you know qualified Republican candidates to run for president. You know, we have great opportunities in the next couple of election cycles. So to, to secure the House and to get a good agenda going and moving forward, uh, this is what a lot of people want, want to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Um, 
I don't know if that's funny, ha-ha, but uh, Alabama's connection to today's uh, House fight right now, uh, Chip Roy said earlier that um, he was asked by one pundit from or, or, or commentator from um, Fox News, uh, were the negotiations going okay? He goes, yeah, they were going pretty good until Mike Rogers from Alabama decided to threaten us. <laughs> and and, and uh, <laughs> apparently the incoming uh, House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mike Rogers from Alabama, who I used to be you know, a state senator. I was a part of his delegation uh, for uh, his district. But, um, but Mike apparently decided to threaten them with their committee positions if they don't get on board with what Chip Roy called the coronation of McCarthy. And uh, he said, so we all went and voted no. <laughs> but well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, when you start bringing out that hammer, um, it rarely works. Uh, it rarely works to your advantage. No, no kidding. <laughs> Especially when you got somebody that could care less. Um, well, we'll see where it goes, Mike. And hey, listen, I really appreciate your time. We're up against a break right now, so I'm gonna have to go do that. But um, listen, thanks, man. Let's stay in touch. And if something new develops, I may give you a holler back and get your perspective on it. All right. Anytime, Phil. Glad to chat with you and uh, wish you the best in that great state of Alabama. You all are fine, fine folks. And, uh, um, you know, it, I know so many of you are just kind of scratching your heads going on what's going on in Washington. And I feel the same way. I'm with you. I feel, <laughs> I you feel your there. pain. <laughs> uh, all right, right, brother. Happy New Year to you. Same to you. Take uh, care. All right. Take care. All right. I ran long on purpose because I, I like hearing the perspective of somebody who's up there who works with the people in D.C. on a daily basis. And it was about what I expected. And it's interesting for me to hear. Go ahead and take us to a break, Boomer. It's interesting for me to hear that, uh, you know, like he said, it. if you're a moderate, you're freaking out right now, paraphrase. And uh, if you're a, you know, center-right conservative, uh, you agree. This is healthy. We'll see where it goes. All right, we'll be switching gears in a few minutes. Y'all stand by. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.